my God, Maggie, there's no way that that's true. Tell me more. <laughs> tell me everything. Okay, I will. <laughs> Let me tell you. And welcome back to Be Unemployable. Hi, guys. We're here again. Missed you. It's us. Did you miss us so much? Because we I missed, missed you. you. Yeah. <laughs> we missed you so much. We missed you so much. So much. So, yeah, we don't believe in long intros. So, that is why we don't do that to you. That we was your intro. You Did do. you guys like it? It was, it's, it's already over. It's done now. We finished. We're so good. <laughs> We're so good at intros. So efficient. Okay. So, Maggie, um, what are we talking about today? We are talking about why working for yourself and starting a business is so much easier than working for anybody else. Oh my God, Maggie, there's no way that that's true. Tell me more. <laughs> tell me everything. Okay, I will. <laughs> Let me tell you. So that seems like it would, especially if you have ADHD, it seems like it would be a lie, right? It seems like it would be a total lie. Okay, it's not. <laughs> End of podcast. <laughs> End of podcast. Thank you so much for coming. So, um, no, but really it's not because it isn't. And that's the end of the podcast. So I started my business on, at, like, I didn't start my business, right? Like I didn't. I started a, I started a blog and people were like, hi, can I hire you? And I was like, yeah. So that's how easy it is. And Jamie started her business as like, let me hire Maggie. And then she launched within a month. A month without a marketing plan, without a website, without a following, without jack shit. <laughs> so what's the what's the difference there? Right. One person went. I'm going to have a business and just had a business. And one person went, I need a hobby and then had a business. Literally. So how easy is starting a business? It's not nearly as hard as everyone makes it out to be. They, The amount of people that say, I can't start a business because I don't have startup funds. If one more motherfucker tells me that they can't start a business because they don't have startup funds, like, I want to be like, hey, girl, okay. same. Let's Let's tackle that first. Okay, let's do that. Let's tackle that one. So you, you say you don't have startup funds. Then that means you're trying to start a uh, product-based business. That's what that means. You want a product-based business. And um, I'm here to tell you that that's a bad idea. That's a Ooh, bad Maggie, idea. You, and tell me why. Because the profit is so small that there is no reason that you should be starting a product-based business as your first business. If you want to go into product later, go ahead. But Sarah Blakely of Spanx, that was her business. That's what she went into. That's what um, Kendra Scott, the jewelry, that's what she did as her first business. These are anomalies. These are outliers. They are not the standard. So if you are trying to just start a business, get your feet under you, you have what you need to start your business between your ears. Like you know how to start a business. You know what you need to start a business. Like you have it all in your head. 
you know, people will pay you for what you know how to do. And it might not be like, oh, I'm going to hire you as a coach because you might not know enough about a topic for people to pay you for it, but you have the skills for something to someone to pay you for something. It might be virtual assisting. It might be, it might be coaching. Like if, especially if you know something like yoga, if you know something as simple as speaking Spanish, I have a friend who goes to a Spanish coach because her goal is to be fluent in Spanish. These are businesses, you people. Can I say something really quick? Because I have to say it before I forget. And I did not take my ADHD medication today. So I'm going to have like more of a challenge to remembering my train of thought. So I'm going to just say it right now. Okay. So there is a really good chance that you are already, you already have something that you are really good at and that you enjoy doing. And the reason that you are not monetizing it is because you are not your ideal client. I'm going to break down what that means. Okay. As I'm going to use myself as an example, I know a lot about ADHD. I am an almost occupational therapist. So I already have coping mechanisms to live a very functional life as an ADHDer. Would I seek out an ADHD coach? No, because I am not my ideal client. You have the knowledge and the skills for something, but you are not your ideal client. That does not mean that what you do is not incredibly um, like sought after. There is a market for it, but don't think of yourself as your ideal client. You are the expert and there are people out there that need you to fill in that gap. Yes. And just because you don't have startup capital doesn't mean It takes money to start. Like, you don't have to hire a branding person to get started. You don't have to hire a business coach to get started. You don't have to hire anybody. You could just start doing it. You just have to show up and do the thing. That's it. Literally. And if you want money to hire a business coach, you can do something like me and freeball it. I knew that I wanted sales training from Maggie. So I said, okay fuck it. I'm going to get started. I'm going to make the money I need for the sales training. And then I will pay for the sales training because that's going to make me more money. So I literally started with the intention of I'm going to use that money to invest in my business. You don't need to have money to get started (laughs) at Mm -hmm. all. (laughs) You don't. And that's the other, the other thing that people get wrong. And when I say people get it wrong, it's not through any fault of your own. I want you to understand that you are doing the best you can with what you know right now. That's why we are providing this education because where you are right now is a product of what you know up until this point. So learning new information and taking it and learning and making different decisions is really how you grow, how any of us grow, how I've grown to the point that I'm at and Jamie is growing to the point that she's at and she is growing exponentially every time we talk. It's it's amazing to watch. And all of my clients are, which I love it. It's the best part of my job. So knowing what you know, right? You've made all these decisions. Now knowing that, hey, I love doing whatever. Like I love crochet, right? 
That doesn't mean go home and crochet everything you have and put it up on Etsy because now you're out money, right? That's back to the product based. But what you can do is say, hey, I'm open for commissions. Is there something you really love that you saw on Pinterest and you really, really want it? Cool. Hit me up. I'm open for commissions. And then you're not going to be out money. You're not putting the cart before the horse. Someone can ask you to make something. You can give them the quote. And now all of a sudden, you have a business. You can take that money, use it for supplies, use it for your time, use it. And you've sold the product before you've made it, which is the smart way to do business. Also, 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 sorry, I have to say it before, before my brain loses the train of thought. You could take that same idea. You love crocheting. You want to monetize off of crocheting because you love the act of doing it. You could literally start a, a live stream uh, or a service-based like Discord where you pay to watch you crochet. Some people really enjoy just watching somebody crochet. You can literally monetize, hey, pay X amount of dollars per month and you can watch me crochet and I will talk about different topics. I mean, just because you enjoy doing something doesn't mean that you have to sell the product it produces. You can even sell the time that you are engaging in that thing. I have a friend who is starting a business just uh, streaming, playing games and painting. Mm -hmm. And I I pay her to, to be able to engage and just watching her do that in the evenings. She's doing it for fun anyway. And now she's monetizing off of it. There are so many ways to make money off of that. So that leads to the question, why is it easier to start that business than it is to work for somebody else? Right? Yes. So working for somebody else is soul sucking. Now, before I get into this, let me say that we need employees. We need them. We all Okay. Do. Yes, we do. We do. We so, absolutely do. We need employees. Uh, every single one of us needs employees and the world will crumble if we don't have anyone working for anyone. So but that's like why the world has neurotypicals, right? Because like there's enough neurotypicals to be employees. So neurotypicals tend to like being employees because they need the structure. They need like that, that, that ability, like they have an ability to turn their brains off during the day, which is insane to me. I don't know how they do it. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. So we need that. That's a good thing that they do. Hooray. For the rest of us. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. Let's, let's keep it there. But for the rest of us, what we do is we need to work for ourselves because when we go to work, when I went to work, it felt like, like I literally would cry my entire way in. It felt like I was dying going to work every day. And it wasn't just that. It wasn't just the emotional toll that working for somebody else would put on me. It was the fact that I was doing the same, if not more work. And I was making somebody else money. (laughs) What? Because no matter how hard I worked and I, I have held some serious roles. I mean, I've been branch managers, I've been directors, I've been, you know, in senior positions. And no matter how hard I worked, no matter how many new clients I landed, 
my money didn't want, I mean, it would go up if I had a commission structure, but like it, it didn't increase to the level that it can increase when you work for yourself. So there's that. And then there's the, the, the neurodivergent side of it, which is if I can't focus on a day, I don't work. myself. There's nobody to call in. There's nobody to try to like, oh, hey, like what, what am I going to tell them? Am I going to tell them that I have the flu? Am I going to tell them that I have a migraine? Like I don't have anyone to report to. I I joke so much with my, with my fiance. He'd be like, oh, hey, do you want to do something? I'm like, oh, hey, let me call my boss really quick. And then I'll put my hand up to my ear and act like I'm calling somebody. I'm like, hey, is it okay that I take a day off? And then I bring up my other hand. I'm like, oh yeah, it's totally fine. I'm like, yeah, I checked in with my boss. It's totally cool. We can go do Nobody the thing. Minds. Yeah. Nobody minds. Not at all. Because it's it's one of those things like I, I I joke on Wednesdays I like to work from the couch and I call it work from couch Wednesday because my dogs really like it when I work from the couch. And Absolutely. It's, it's just like it, it's the best place to work from sometimes. And as a neurodivergent person, I really – Sometimes that's Monday too. Like I really need that kind of flexibility to not move when I, when I can't move. Yes. And, because, yeah. and it, you need that. Like yeah. having ADHD is, is really unpredictable. It's incredibly unpredictable and let's normalize how unpredictable it is yeah. because I am realizing so much prior to Maggie's coaching, I used to apologize for my brain and how my way of life as being a neurodivergent. And that is just like, my normal is that sometimes I will be up your ass texting you every day. And sometimes I will fall off the face of the earth for up to a week at a time. And I used to apologize to my friends because I was unpredictable and they would see it as unreliable. Neurotypicals would, but my neurodivergent friends friends, they will apologize for me to the same reason. And I'm like, you, you are not going to apologize to me right now for our friendship. This is how we work. And you never have to apologize for how your brain works. Sometimes we want that connection. And sometimes we just need to shut it the fuck off. And when you own your business, you have that opportunity. If you want to call someone, call someone. If you really need all of a sudden for alone time, you can say, Hey, I'm feeling overstimulated. I'm going to leave. You can set up your business to where you know you are not going to be overstimulated. There is a reason where that I only coach one time per week at the most. It's because I know that I require a lot of alone time for my brain and my nervous system to work optimally. And the value that I provide during that hour is exponential. But I am not going to set up a business in which I am coaching live six hours a day. It will not work for me. Correct. And what's really great is when you set up your own business on your terms, you can set those boundaries with your clients, you're able to set the expectation of, Hey, this is my turnaround time. These are the hours that I can be contacted. This is when I will get back to you. And when you're not able to be contacted, you can set an out of office. So they know nobody's coming into it, expecting you to be available 24 seven, like they do in the corporate world. So it's so much easier to live that way. And I made this mistake when I first started my business. Now I knew I was 
I knew I was um, ADHD at the beginning. I knew. And I still was like, I'm going to get back to you right away. Because that's the other thing that you have when you're dealing with ADHD is what if your hyper-focus hits on a Saturday and you've told them you're not available? You've told a client you're not available on weekends. So you learn these tips and tricks as an ADHD or that like, okay, so you, then you have to schedule your replies to go out on Monday because even though you're working and you have all these responses that you want to send out on a Saturday because hyper-focus hit, you're feeling creative, you're ready to go. You don't want to train clients. You don't want to cross those boundaries as the business owner because then, then you've, you've really shot yourself in the foot. So things that you would do in corporate where you would just like reply and be like, oh my gosh, I'm working at all hours because I am the best employee ever. You don't do that when you work for yourself. You figure out all these workarounds to make it so that clients continue to respect you. But I shot myself in the foot in the beginning. I'm going to be completely honest. And I had to completely retrain the clients to be like, no, we, we talk Monday through Friday. And then even on Fridays, I'm not always available at the hours you want me to be. Well, and if they wanted someone that worked all hours of the day, well, first of all, that's not good for anybody. But Correct. second of all, they are not going to hire you if that's what they want, because that's more of a like a neurotypical, I don't know frame of mind it's just mm -hmm. let's just not normalize that for anybody let's just like throw that out the window that you should be working all the time nobody it's should just, be nobody anti hustle culture anti hustle i'm anti hustle all day long like no all day long all day long and that was that was more of the boomer generation that did that and then my husband's generation Gen X started to break out of it, but still does it because we were taught that that would get us ahead in life and corporations took advantage. So as an ADHD -er, we really need to set ourselves off of that because it will lead to burnout and burnout with ADHD will lead to you not getting out of bed. Literally. And let's talk about how normal it is for ADHDers to be overwhelmed just thinking about going to work because I can guarantee you that probably most people listening to this podcast with ADHD have driven to their jobs in tears and they felt really silly because of it. I felt downright I felt downright stupid that I was driving to my job, tears streaming down my face, so overwhelmed, so overstimulated and I could not put my finger on why I felt that way. Now I can give you a a 10-page essay with APA citations of why I felt that way, but at that time I had no idea and I felt so stupid. So I just want to validate one how you're feeling and that that experience happens to pretty much all ADHDers. If you're mm -hmm. feeling that way, you are a normal ADHDer. And I just want to like send you a virtual hug. What you are feeling is valid and it's normal for your brain. Yes. It's happened to me. It's been reasons I've, I've left jobs because I thought that was like the sign I was done but it was before I was diagnosed. So I was just like, I must be done here. And then I like leave the job and then it happens again. And I'm like, I'm done here too. <laughs> like, right. I didn't realize it was just like how 
I, I, my brain functioned. Right. And no, it happens to ADHDers all the time. So if that's happening to you, it, it might be time for you to think about working for yourself. Because and you might also need my coaching. <laughs> you, but seriously, if you are having a hard time with like just your day to day activities, talk to Jamie. Because I will help you. She has, she has just getting your day to day activities done, and then, and then we can talk about starting the business. Because if if you're having a hard time with your day to day activities, starting a business will feel overwhelming. I'm not going to lie to you. A hundred percent. Like so, you need to get that part done. Yes. First. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You need to get day to day activities in unlock before you start being like, and now. I'm going to have to deal with things like taxes. And it's like, oh, <laughs> before you go there, why don't we tackle things like laundry? Which I yes. still hate. I will always hate. I will always laundry, keep doing laundry. Laundry is yeah. the worst. Laundry is the worst. Dishes are the worst. And you know what? I, I, I just, I just, I just can't. You know what the hardest part about dishes is for me? It's putting them away. Because putting them away takes attention to detail and even though I know where the dishes go like every single thing I have to pick it up and put it in its place like if I'm washing dishes I wash it I put it on the drying rack it's a one and done process but putting them away is a bitch anyway sorry sidetrack that's how I am with laundry too like I can put everything in the washer just fine yeah and then I always have somebody else in the house move it to the dryer because I'm terrible at that I oh my will gosh. just sit it will sit in that washer and then it'll smell because I can't handle that. Mil- I can't handle a mildew smell. No, nope. I will. I will die. I yep. will throw myself into traffic. Yep. I cannot handle a mildew smell. Yeah. I, then, I rewash it. Oh, absolutely. And so someone else in the house always ends up moving it. And then someone else ends up always getting it out of the dryer because then they need the dryer and I'm not moving it. Are you kidding? Me? Yeah. No, no, thank you. If you're waiting on me, you're going to wait a while. A while. And then it ends up, we have like a half wall. So it ends up on the half wall waiting for me to put it away, which I will either get struck by some kind of let's put laundry away bug, hyper-focus thing. Right. And I'll put away laundry for like a full day. I will, I will pull everything out of my closet and be like, this is the day. Or it will sit there for six months. There's no in between. There's no in between. And that's okay. That's ADHD for you. I don't know what to tell you. Yes. That's yes. how it works. And I'm not entirely sorry about it. I do wish it were different, but it's not. So I'm not going to so, spend too much energy on it. No, no, is what it is. Is yeah. what it is. Because you know what? People like you and I can start a business in 2.7 seconds. Can neurotypical right. say that? Like we have our own set of strengths. Yeah. I can build a business in no time. I can build multiple businesses in no time. Right. Like what? Yeah. So I suck at laundry. Okay. Like whatever. You can hire someone to do laundry if you really want to, but like, you know, know? who's good at laundry? My mom. You know what she sucked at? Everything else in her life. (laughs) So I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's just how it was. Yes. But she was really good at laundry. You know, uh, and good for her and good for her. Okay, good for I her have one talent. 
Thank, yeah, good for one talent. Um, I have two ideas, and I don't want to lose them. Is it okay if that I interject with them? Yeah, go ahead. The one is that I was thinking of how managing your ADHD life translates to business. So we were just talking about healthy boundaries. Matt, or, um, figuring out healthy boundaries in your personal life is going to make your business so much easier and more manageable to to implement. Getting to a point where I had healthy boundaries in my life took a lot of time. But the second that I started my business, I have implemented healthy boundaries. I have not had to have hard conversations with clients because those expectations, they're upfront. So by managing your day-to-day life, by maximizing that, you're actually already setting into place really good business practices. And that's another reason why doing that is so incredibly important. The second thing that's way more fun to talk about is Maggie, I have a really great analogy of what it's like to work for yourself and work um, for somebody else using food. Are you ready for this metaphor? Of course. I'm always ready. Okay. For food food metaphors. Are you kidding? Okay. So I was having breakfast, breakfast with my fiance. And he ordered regular potatoes with his meal. And I ordered sweet potato fries with this beautiful brown sugar and butter dipping sauce. Okay. It sounds so good. So I, what I explained to him is I was trying to convince him that he needs to quit his job and start his own business because me being me, I just believe in it wholeheartedly. He currently works for somebody else. I have been trying to explain to him why what I do is better than what he does. And he wasn't getting it. But we are both big food lovers. Eventually, you'll hire him. You'll you'll buy him out of his job anyway, so it doesn't matter. But go ahead. It's it's not going to take very long. But um, so I explained to him, I said, Joe, you... You really, you like potatoes. Like potatoes are pretty great. Like for the most part, you enjoy potatoes, but you only have a certain amount of potatoes, no matter how hard you work. And all you will ever get is potatoes. Me, I get to decide the sweet potatoes that I have. I can work harder and I can make even more sweet potatoes. I can roast my potatoes. I can dice them. I can make them into fries. I can do whatever I want with my potatoes and I can make as much of them as I want. And I have this amazing brown sugar and buttery dipping sauce. And now that I have tasted sweet potatoes dipped in that dipping sauce, I can't go back to regular potatoes. I literally can't because this side is so sweet. And that is exactly how I explained it to him. I have sweet potatoes now. I cannot go back to regular potatoes. I just can't. Once you taste sweet potatoes, you cannot go back. It's just Mm -hmm. too good. That's what it is. And that's the whole point of being unemployable is once you are out of employment you can't go back you you can't and my husband's even said that he's like i couldn't go back and work for somebody else now like i i couldn't it, it's not possible because it's like now when if someone asks your rate it's like oh it's um 500 an hour because i would have to deal with all your bullshit my mental anguish these ridiculous expectations that serve no purpose coming to an office for no apparent reason. Like my hourly rate is through the roof because there's no reason for me to be there. I literally don't think I 
anyone could buy me even at that rate genuinely if someone were to come up to me and be like you know I will pay you $500 an hour but you have to sit in an office deal with office politics you have to be here five days a week I'd be like I mean stop stop at five days a week like nope five I'm, days a I'm week, fucking I, out yeah, yeah. I'm once out. you say I have to be in an office five days a week I can't be there I, I literally can't do it I can't do it like it's not possible anymore I used no. to do it. I used to do it just fine. And I used to work way more than 40 hours a week in an office. And it was uh, it was horrible. But now I can't go back to that. No. Especially knowing that I can make money. The thing with being unemployable or, or being an entrepreneur is that you are never far from making money. You're literally, it's always right there. Because you have the skills to earn it. So it it's not you're never far from it. Like someone always needs you. It's an issue with your within yourself and choosing to go out there and show up and serve people. And if you don't do that, then you're letting yourself down. And that's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> It is because we as humans are beautiful at crafting reasons why we can't do something. And Mm -hmm. it's really because we are scared shitless to do it. And we will feel better about ourselves if we can think of this logical, seemingly beautiful reason that we can't because it takes the pressure off of ourselves. So what Maggie and I are doing are calling you out on your bullshit because you could do it right now with exactly what you have. Yeah. You have everything within. So stop choosing to be confused about what your path is. Stop choosing to sit there and claim that you don't know what to do because anything that you aren't changing, you're choosing. So if you're unhappy, you're choosing to be unhappy. 100%. Make a different choice. Make a different choice. If you hate your job, you hate your boss, you hate your life. Um, Like, I don't know build a business it it, yeah. it doesn't you could do it by the end of today by the end of today by well, the end of today time, depending on what time you're listening well depending on what time you're listening to if it's in the morning you totally do it by the end of the day like yeah. i when i decided to launch my adhd coaching business i was sitting on the couch and i was like fuck it all i need is people and uh video hosting and i didn't even have the video hosting software and i just decided right then oh here's my offer like it, it took me actually about two minutes to launch a business because it was however long it took to write the Facebook post. So yeah. it doesn't take it. any time. No. All right. So this was a great episode. If you have any questions, you know where to find us. If you go to the page on Anchor, you will be able to submit a question. Spotify will link you to it. Or, of course, you can always find us on Instagram. It's theunemployable.co. And that will eventually be the website as well. How about what? pineapples? What? We're crazy like that. We are. <laughs> so, yeah. Great episode. We'll talk to you later. Quit eating regular potatoes, guys. Sweet potatoes <laughs> are out there. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>